Technically, you could just turn on your mic, talk for a little while, download the finished monologue or conversation, then upload it to your host and be done with your podcast for the week. But for a show that you're running for your business, or even one that you take seriously as a hobby, you'll probably want to give a little more thought to the structure, to the different elements that you're going to include in every episode, and how they're all going to fit together into a cohesive piece of content that's going to elevate your brand and get you towards your business goals, as well as fill the airtime you committed to. A good podcast has a structure, an anatomy, and while you can make that structure take pretty much any form you want, understanding the different options for the different parts and where they can go can help you make the best choices possible. And that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. All right, let's start with the basics. These are the most common parts of podcast episodes and the most bare bones element you need to have a podcast that sounds like a podcast. They are hook, intro, welcome, body, goodbye, and outro. Now, these elements can all be recorded in one big session if you like, or you can record the parts separately and put them together after the fact and post. It totally depends on your own workflow and the team resources you have to invest in the show. It also depends a little bit on how much information you need about each individual part to be able to record it in its best possible form. So let's go into each of these in a little bit more detail. So we'll start with the hook, sometimes called the sizzle clip. This is what plays before a produced intro. It can be a clip of the audio that comes later, or you can write and record something separately to open the show, maybe asking a question that the episode will answer or giving your own strong take or opinion that's going to be backed up by later content. These are getting more and more popular, and they're really good practice because of an Apple podcast feature that allows listeners to click a button and hear the beginning of the previous episode. If at all possible, you want that content that they hear to be interesting and compelling and not need additional context to be understood so that they want to go and listen to the rest of the episode. But even if people aren't using that feature, a hook or a sizzle clip is still really, really good practice. There is a lot of competition for podcasts out there, And it's really easy for someone to click over to the next one if the first 30 seconds aren't that interesting. Unless, of course, they already really know you and like you, which, to be fair, a lot of your listeners will. But going into the audio and finding that really compelling statement or that really interesting or vulnerable or fascinating moment and putting that right at the top, it's optional, but is totally recommended. So after you have your hook or sizzle clip comes the produced intro. And this is a piece of audio branding that usually has theme music and some kind of voiceover. It'll be the same every episode, and it should be pretty short, 30 seconds or less. You want it to be very clear who you are, what the show is, why it's awesome, and bonus points for who it's for. This is usually a standalone piece of audio that gets put into your main episode during the editing or post-production process. And we'll talk in a few minutes about how that can kind of be optional or how that can be modified to fit your own personal style. But as a general rule, it's going to be a standalone piece that goes into every episode, like the opening to a TV show. So after the produced intro is your welcome, and this can be a really good opportunity to say hello, greet your audience, provide any news or updates about your life or your business that the community might be interested in, banter a little bit if you have a co-host, anything that isn't technically main body content, but you want to get out of there and you want to communicate to your listeners. This can also be an opportunity to introduce your guest if you prefer to handle the who is this person and why they matter section which can be nice, especially if you want to keep things really tight and make sure only the most relevant and interesting information is included for your audience. So everything I've talked about so far, the hook or sizzle clip, the produced intro, and the welcome, that makes up the top of your show. And you've got plenty of wiggle room for how you want that to sound. If you want your intro and welcome to take the place of the hook and then just transition with a little music like we do on this show, go for it. 
If you want to start with a sizzle clip from later audio and then have music play over your welcome and save the VO for sometime later at the end, you can do that too. You are the boss of your show intro. So if you are going to go the route of having all of these different parts made separately and then added together in post, it's going to sound really clean and polished. It's a great strategy, but you do still want to keep it pretty short so that you can get into the juicy, meaty content as soon as possible. If you're starting off with more prepared or curated content that is setting the stage or carefully driving interest building up to story, you can have a little longer, but make sure that it is going to be really interesting and make it worthwhile to stick around after the intro and welcome and all those other things that are going to be happening after. The key is just to make sure people are not waiting too long to be interested, which can happen, you know, if there's a bunch of ads at the top or if the intro goes on for two minutes, it can just take up too much time. And while we're talking about it, if you do have a co-host with whom you banter, that is a pretty hot topic in podcast world. How much banter is too much? Do people even like it? So we're going to leave that big discussion for another time. But as a rule of thumb, even if you do like to banter, and especially if your audience is professionals, keep it pretty quick and get to the point. So now that we've covered the top of the show, let's talk about the main body content. And this is the main meat of your show. It can be an interview, it can be a solo, it can be a panel discussion, it can be whatever you want, but it is going to take up most of the time and it's going to deliver most of the value of the episode. There are lots of different segments you can add to the main body content and you might want to include advertisements as well, which I'll be getting to in a moment. But after you've got whatever is going into your main body content recorded, then you're going to have the closing. And this is a pretty optional part of the bare bones framework. A lot of people just go from the main body to, you know, ending the interview or monologue to the outro without a specific closing. But if you do have things that you generally like to do, like ask your audience to engage with you in a certain way or provide some final thoughts or action steps of your own, you may want to do that as a closing. It can kind of be a soft CTA that comes before the more hard or direct CTA that'll be in the outro. You may or may not put it to music, depending on whether or not you also do have a more produced outro, which would be the bookend to a produced intro. Also to your music and with a standard goodbye where you might ask for shares or subscribes or tell people how they can join your community in a more direct way. You know, sign up for this mailing list, check out our services, that kind of thing. So the bottom of the show, the closing, the outro, anything else like that, just like the top, it can be meshed together. It can be switched around. You can develop a format and a flow that you really like. The important thing is to be consistent week to week and know what you're going to be creating and letting your audience have an expectation for what they're going to be getting and then meeting that expectation all the time. So those are your bones. This is the frame that you can alter and enhance to meet your specific goals for your podcast. And the above, the simple framework meets all of your needs. It works. There's no need to mess around with it. From a strategic perspective, however, you might want to consider adding different segments and different elements to your show to give you content that you can really easily repurpose, that you can use to meet specific audience or networking objectives, or just because it's fun. There's no one that says we can't have fun, even though this is B2B. So let's start by talking about ads because a lot of podcasts do want to have ads in some form. They might be for sponsors, they might be for your own content, they might be for your parent company, and they might be for other podcasts that you're building relationships with and want to you know, swap advertisements for to try and gain traction. So ads can come in a few different formats. There's host reads and then there's pre-produced. At a later date, I think we're going to get more into the nitty gritty around ads and the all important ad transitions, probably in you know, extremely exhaustive detail. But for now, Know that if you're going to have an ad within your main body of your podcast, it needs to either be baked in and produced as part of the main body of content, or it needs to be treated as a segment that you add separately, often through your podcast host, so it can be changed dynamically later. And whatever style it is, whether it's, you know, part of the script that you're reading as you're recording your episode, 
or it's a script you're reading and recording separately to be added later, you need to be able to transition to and from the ad elegantly within the main body content so that people aren't confused about what's going on. It can be as simple as, and we'll be right back in just a moment, and now we're back, getting on with the show. You just need to make sure that you are telling people you're breaking for ad in whatever way you choose to do that, and then let people know that you are back. Okay, now that we've covered ads a little bit, let's talk about topical segments. So these are segments that are going to add some important benefit to your show, either strategic or possibly aesthetic. And these are where you can get really, really creative and start to have some fun. So here are some ideas. This is not an exhaustive list. I would love to hear segments that you like. If you want to reach out to me on social or via contact form on our website, that would be really cool. Also segments you hate. I'd be interested in that as well. But anyway, let's go through these and talk about kind of some of the options that you have on the table as you're making these decisions for your show. So first is news. What is going on in your industry? If there is often something really juicy to talk about, or you know your industry is constantly developing and evolving and new stuff is happening all the time, but your main show format isn't about news, maybe you know it is more about the networking or it is more about audience engagement, having a what's happening or what's going on segment within the main body of your episodes can be really, really valuable to your listeners and help you establish your place as a source for news and commentary. This is kind of a thought leadership play as well as an audience engagement one. Another option is Q&A, and this is a particularly strong strategy for audience engagement shows. All show types can use them, of course. I mean, anyone who has a business where people will regularly ask you the same type of question and you will regularly give the same type of answer can use Q&A podcasts. So there's a couple ways you can do this. You can either, as the host, read a question and then answer it, or you can get a little fancier. And if you've got an audience who's willing to record themselves asking questions, you can add that to the show, then follow it with your answer. That can be a lot of fun. It can be a little risky if, you know, the people who are submitting questions don't have great mic and recording setups, but it can be worth it because people do love to hear themselves on podcasts. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's a choice you can talk about with your team or with your producer. Some entire podcasts are just all Q&A all the time for shows. And sometimes it can be one of two or more alternating formats that you do kind of over the course of a month. You'll have a Q&A episode, you'll have a conversational episode, just like this podcast is a solo and then a, a conversational episode. If you want a really great example, check out the Product Thinking with Melissa Perry show. In her show, and this is full disclosure, we produce it. She alternates interview episodes with Q&A episodes where she's able to address multiple questions from the community in really short, super valuable Q&A episodes that then, you know, her audience is able to make use of again and again and again. So they're, they're really, really fantastic episodes. And it's a really great way for her to be able to connect with her audience. And it's a really popular show. So the strategy is working fantastically. And when you get this kind of a great, wonderful library of Q&As, they're really easy and efficient to repurpose on your site, on social media, you know, in a big glossary or index. And if you do them long enough, over time, you're just going to develop this huge library of questions that you have already answered and that you don't have to respond to emails with anymore. Super fantastic way to go, especially if you do have a really engaged audience that likes to ask you questions that you like to answer for them. So moving on, let's talk about standard questions and speed rounds. So I've heard these on a lot of shows and I've participated in them and they can be really, really fun. Sometimes they are as icebreakers towards the top of the main body content where it's like, okay, I was your favorite book. Who's your favorite podcast? What's your favorite movie kind of thing? And other times it's at the end and you know, you have a set of questions. Maybe what is the advice you always like to give entrepreneurs or what is the biggest insight that you've ever gained from a book you've read? It's a fun strategy to have these standard questions to maybe bookend or otherwise be a part of your main body content. It provides consistency from episode to episode and everyone's answer is always going to be really different and you get really interesting insight into a person by how they answer these questions that you over time compile so many different answers to. 
And if they are business related, if they are industry related for you, they're also really, really repurposing gold. You know, so if you do weekly podcasts for a year, well, then you've got 50 odd different answers to the same question that you can turn into a document or a white paper or something really, really fantastic. That kind of question when used well and when used strategically can be great and they can just be fun. So there's no, you know, never, never look down on the fun element of this kind of thing. So next are action steps. And these provide a specific action that your listeners can take that they can run and do. As a listener, these are one of my absolute favorite segments to hear in a podcast, especially when I'm listening with the intent to learn, as opposed to listening with the intent to be entertained, which is great also, of course. But I love being able to hear something really clear and specific that I can do to either get some of the benefits I've just heard about and I'm really excited about, or to really solidify the learning that just happened and help me kind of integrate it into my thinking, to my workflows. I think it's a really valuable thing, especially in you know thought leadership or audience engagement style podcast to provide that direct, here is what you can do as a next step from what you have just heard. It's a really nice way to keep the relationship and the experience you're having with the listener going past the end of the show itself. So I think these are really, really nice to include if you can. And again, just like standard question speed round, super, super repurposable. Next, let's talk about reviews and recommendations. This can be a really, really nice one to use a little bit of your airtime to promote others podcasts that you like, books that you're reading, YouTubers that you're really enjoying, articles that are great, whole blogs that you're really finding interesting. People who are listening to you, you know, your industry, your niche podcast, they're in your industry and your niche and you are an authority. You are creating content. You're part of this conversation. So using some of your authority and sharing that with others, not only does it help your listeners who may not have heard about these resources, but it's being a nice community member of the professional community that you are part of. And there's nothing wrong with saying, I love product A. It's so great. It's helped me. This is not an affiliate thing of any time, but go check them out. And then let the makers of product A know what you did. I mean, everyone likes to hear nice things about themselves on the internet. So it can be a really nice way to kind of network and really, really low key promote as well. Now, with the exception of ads that are going to be dynamic or, you know, changing over time, you don't have to record all of these bits separately. They can be recorded as the main body content of your episode. The main reason to think about them and plan them in advance and kind of separately from the main body of your podcast is to provide yourself that editorial structure and consistency so that you can record high quality shows really, really quickly. And it also makes it easy for you or your team to extract the relevant parts of each episode for repurposing and reusing later on. The only thing to keep in mind with that is that the more disparate pieces you have to put together, call in questions and then speed rounds and then action steps and then, you know, a narrative style hook opening. The more effort you're going to have to expend or your producer is going to have to expend fitting them all together in post. It can be absolutely worthwhile. The great shows can be made that way. But there's also an argument to be made for a simple show that you can create and have produced quickly and less expensively. So in the show notes for this episode, you're going to find a graphic that kind of lays out the different elements of a show and breaks down some of the different segments you might want to have for reference and kind of how it all goes together and how you can think about it as you're making your plans or planning a relaunch or refining what you're currently doing. I'm going to be back next week for a conversation with author, consultant, and podcast host Mike Ficarra, who'll be sharing some of what he's learned in hundreds of podcast episodes and by being a very regular guest on other shows. So that's all for today. Thank you for joining me on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. I'm your host, Megan Doherty, the co-founder of One Stone Creative. The show is created in collaboration with my business partner, Audrey Casino, and it's produced by Erwin and Jensen Galino. 
Notes and assets are written by Hazel and LaFortune, and the show is managed by Darla Fields. You can check out all of our services and a surprising number of fantastic resources on onestonecreative.net. That's O-N-E, stonecreative.net.